You are the boss. Fear is not a factor for you. This is where we're going to learn who will be the ultimate survivor. So with your permission, I'd like to take this guy on the boat, and then once he's trapped at sea, teach him a lesson he'll never forget. I can't believe you stop taking pictures of yourself. Your sister's going to jail. Yep. All right, welcome to Confession Cam, a podcast about reality TV. I'm John. I'm Hunter. And I'm Daisy. And man, we only have two more episodes where we got to talk about this goddamn show. <laughs> we got two episodes this week, two episodes next bi-weekly episode. I was yeah. going to say next week, but whew, there's a lot of there's but a I lot mean, of types of weeks I mean, flying only, around. I, to clarify, I mean, uh, we only need to, uh, two more podcast episodes where we got to talk about the Kardashians. Um, and thank goodness because I'm I'm getting burnt out on this shit. Yeah, yeah. I, I almost suggested as like maybe next season if we do them again, let's do four episodes per one episode. <laughs> I feel like it would be just as notable. Yeah, yeah not a lot happens um, to the point where I don't think any of us really took notes. Daisy, you took a few notes. I took a few, uh, not a ton to say. <laughs> We're just starting to get. I'm sorry to our loyal listeners, but we're we're getting kind of lazy. But but it's uh, but there's not that much to talk about on this show. We do have a couple things to talk about before we get into the episodes, though. Uh, first, I want to talk about. Uh, I want to wish Kendall, who's a shining star on this otherwise mm-hmm. very dull show, I want to wish her a very happy birthday. Um, there were a few Kardashians, I think, that had birthdays since our last episode, but we only care about one. Yeah, she's the only one who gets the confession cam official happy birthday tweet. Happy birthday, Kenny. Happy birthday, Kendall. And I also want to talk about her awesome uh, Halloween costume, where I, I think she had two Halloween costumes. One, she went, she had like a sexy one and a funny one. <laughs> the, the sexy one was she was Jessie from Toy Story. And uh, it feels weird saying sexy. Yeah, I wouldn't really call it sexy, but I, I know that that's what she was going for. Yeah, it's weird to say that about a character from a children's show, but that but she made it that way. And then uh, the other one, she was a cucumber, and I thought she pulled that off really well. The cucumber was excellent. I got, I got nice things to say about the cucumber. Yeah. The cucumber is what we use for the uh, happy birthday. So I saw that. I did not see the Jesse one. So I looked it up, and um, I don't think sexy is inappropriate. Um, she's wearing like I thought they were chaps. She like chaps and a thong, denim thong kind of yeah. combo. So basically, just Jesse with her ass out. Yeah. Yes. Um. Well, the front's like thongy too. It's the whole. I don't. I'm not a fashion man. I don't know how to describe it, but <laughs> I feel like sexy is an appropriate term here. Is all I'm saying. It's appropriate. I just. It's. It didn't really do it for me personally. I don't know. I also don't like get off to the like sexy police officers or any of those other costumes. But I feel like it's in that category. Yeah. Yeah. the The only reason it's weird is because it's a character from a children's show, and that character is a doll. I have That's to true. agree. Uh, but like, like if it wasn't, if I was able to get past that mental block, I'd be like, that's a cute costume and she really rocks it. But the fact that it's a children's, sh- the fact that it's a show I watched when I was nine in theaters, um, <laughs> just makes it a little weird for me. Love the cucumber though. Yeah. Cucumber. Cucumber was great. All right. Uh, to me, the cucumber was sexier. Yeah, <laughs> especially that picture of the cucumber with, where she's got she's licking a knife. Oh yeah, that that that's way more does it for me. That then. was fun. I, that was very fun. I like how she's she's making like nods to the jokes that mm-hmm. she knows people are making about her. Official confession cam stance: children's properties not sexy. Licking knives sexy. sexy. Yes, that is our official stance. And then we also have to, and shout out to my girlfriend, Fiona, who made me aware of this because I completely missed it. Um, apparently, Kim wore a very elaborate costume <laughs> to a party that was not a costume party. Yeah, I, we looked that up, too. That was a good one, though. She went as uh, Mystique from the X-Men. It was a it, really good costume. It looks, it, I mean, that movie came what out, what, early 2000s? She's basically wearing a film-accurate, perfect costume. It looks just about as good as it did in that early <laughs> Fox movie, if not better. It's a very, excuse me, 
I just hopefully the <laughs> microphone didn't pick that up. Um, the it's a very good costume, but imagine wearing that when like nobody else is wearing a costume. I feel like that'd be pretty awkward. It's also like my biggest fear. It's the reason I don't wear costumes to work on Halloween <laughs> because imagine going to work and you're the only one wearing a costume. Granted, this wasn't work, but I don't know. Maybe this is just a fear that I have of like being the only one wearing a costume. It gives me chills down my spine. Kind of. It, so- it sounds like this is just my own weird thing. No, I, I, I feel I have a couple of things, but like first on your like your big work Halloween costume fear, I've kind of had the opposite happen to me, and I was equally <laughs> like scared and proud of myself. You were the only one not um, wearing a costume. No, I went dressed as um, Kiefer Sutherland's character from The Lost Boys. If you've seen that movie, no one realized I was wearing a Halloween costume all day. <laughs> Wait, let me look this up. Um, I mean, it's kind of just how I dress when it gets cold. I go from vintage athletic wear to uh, 80s mall goth, but like. <laughs> I mean, those are the best costumes where you don't have to put in a whole lot of effort, but it's still a costume, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, I could see you wearing this and, and no one realize. It's a costume. Oh, yeah, I totally. just have that haircut too. So like I didn't really do a lot, <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. But um Man, but, young Kiefer Sutherland was uh kinda hot. And and he just like old Kiefer Sutherland. <laughs> <laughs> but um the other thing I was gonna say was um I feel like that's still a Kardashian move though, is to be like, I'm gonna show up in a Halloween costume knowing no one else is showing up in a costume because then I'll stand out and mm-hmm. I'll make the statement. That's true. Maybe, That's very Kim specifically. Very much so. Maybe she did it on purpose. I will say, if you have a party on Halloween or the weekend before Halloween and it's not a costume party, first of all, don't do that. But like, <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Don't do, yeah, th- th- that's it. Just don't do that. Like, I'm, that's not really on her. Yeah. Um, we, but, I feel like we've been losing Halloween and we need to bring back some like core tenants to the holiday. Keep the howl and Halloween. I like that. That's the <laughs> phrase right there. Keep the howl and Halloween. It's uh, the only way to keep Christmas from taking over October too. Mm-hmm. It's going to be Christmas in October. Didn't, didn't you release an album called Easter in October? Easter in July. Easter in July. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I've even listened to that album, but I, I love the title. That's uh, that's all children's Easter songs written by me. <laughs> also, don't let children listen to the first track, at least. Okay, noted. Um, kids, stay away from that first track on Easter in July. Uh, do we have any other Karda- Kardashian or reality TV news we need to talk about before we... And, and I, think, I think for when we get into these episodes... Since we don't really have any notes, this podcast is just going to be us trying to remember what, what <laughs> happened <laughs> on the episodes. I've got notes. Well, I've, okay. I'll keep us on track. I can I sum up it. the first episode right now. Are you ready? Let's go. They continue to mention but not say anything about the Black China lawsuit, just that it is happening, mm-hmm. and that, except that's a big part of the episode for some reason, of them just saying it's happening. We're going to an event for that. And then the other half is like... Kim trying on a dress from Ripley's Believe It or Not, and then um, Travis Barker's adventures with Dolce and Gabbana in Italy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that sums it up pretty well. Um, it does start out. I'll, I'll just mention, and actually, this this would have been a great pivot. Is uh, that it, it starts out with True's birthday party? Uh, uh, oh, that's right, Chloe's daughter. Yeah, and uh, and. W- wouldn't you believe it? It's a pastel themed birthday party and Kim is wearing all black. So <laughs> she did it again. Um, again, that's what I'm saying. That's just I feel like she does it on purpose. It's definitely evidence that uh yeah, <laughs> towards towards the idea that she did it on purpose. Can we just talk about what a do birthday themes normally have a color? Like I thought I thought birthday themes for kids were like space or dinosaurs or Things like that. Like, a well, pastel- you're not a Kardashian. What is a pastel themed birthday party? <laughs> it's definitely some rich people bullshit. Also, yeah. I'm guessing that this was in the spring because I feel like that's the only time that that's like acceptable. Yeah, that that lines up with when they were shooting the show. Okay, because like I think of pastels, I think like Eastery. Like I remember yeah. my grandma 
one year asked everyone to wear like more pastel colors to like our family Easter because she wanted to get pictures taken. Mm. Um, but my family's got a history with like the ballet and that kind of thing. So they were already a little bit fashion forward, uh, if you will. Oh, I bet it was around Easter time because don't they go to Palm Springs for Easter in that episode as well? Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, this is just a random note I had in my head, obviously, because I didn't take notes. Um, <laughs> uh, but they had like an in-ground trampoline at that birthday party. Oh, yeah. I thought that looked sick. That, again, rich people shit. But yeah, I, I would love that so bad. Uh, in-ground trampolines are safer because if you fall, you don't fall 10 feet. Um, you fall zero yeah. feet, maybe one or two. Um, yeah, that's much, the idea behind them anyway. Yeah, but there's it, no net around it, which seems less safe. But I guess you could put one up. Yeah. Um, looked really sick. Uh, okay, anything else about the birthday party? Uh, there's something going on with um, the basketball player um, trying to pay for it. Oh, yeah. but Tristan. Tristan. Yeah, I was going to say Travis, but it's Tristan. Similar <laughs> but different. Um, but I that moment felt weird to me because it's like, he can't come to his daughter's birthday. He's got to play a basketball game. I want to try and help out, maybe pay for the event. And she's like, no, I organize this. I do get that because... I do too. Like, she organized the whole thing. Well, and like, granted, did she or did she pay somebody to do it? But like, she organized the whole thing and he wants to come in and pay for it so that he can take the credit for Or that he he can like feel like he's doing something at all when he's not even there. Yeah, he could have helped organize or all that. It was just a weird scene because it kind of was like an argument between her and Chris. Mm -hmm. Like, Chris is like, let him let him yeah and i think chris even is like business minded like she's like oh if someone's gonna pay for something pay for it yeah chris is the practical one Mm -hmm. but i still am on chloe's side here like just keep tristan out of it yeah to be fair chris does also enable scott or at least in the last season she She seems to enable all the shitty boyfriends Mm -hmm. Uh, but i think I, i think it's coming from a good place of chris just cares a lot about family. And once you're in the Kardashian family, yeah. in Chris's mind, you're always in the Kardashian family. So I think it comes from a good place, but she is an enabler of Definitely. some of the shitty behavior that these guys do. I think she kind of enables all of their like dumb this behavior. Is true. Yeah, I, this I, is true. I, think, I don't think it's fair. I think she's just like, her whole job is pretty much like a cheerleader slash like secretary for her daughters <laughs> at this point. Like, yeah. Um, manager, but I know there's one the first season that I watched on accident of the original show. Like, there's a whole episode where she steps down from being like the manager, and they hire a professional. So like, hmm. or at least and they, she re- and she records that uh, super passive aggressive voicemail. Yeah, 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 but yeah. So I feel like maybe she's just one of those people who like gets so in a role she just can't stop. It's just like, yeah, you do that. I got you, mm-hmm. kind of all the time even when she's not being paid to be that person for someone. That makes sense. Let's talk about uh, Kim getting ready for the Marilyn Monroe dress. Um, She's, I remember seeing her in a room trying on outfits and she's wearing kind of a revealing top and Chloe walks in and just says, nice boobs. (laughs) Um, Cause everyone watching was, was thinking it, but Chloe's the one that said it. Um, Finally, a voice for the men watching the show. <laughs> <laughs> so, what what do we think of this thing with uh, Kim wearing a Marilyn Monroe, the not a Marilyn Monroe, the Marilyn Monroe dress? <laughs> um, so, any thoughts? That was probably the most interesting part of the episode to me was when they were talking about. The original dress, and it is like a, I think a really fun, like scandalous, like the kind of dirty real Americana kind of Americana moment in history. So it's like a really important dress. Like Mm -hmm. it's kind of like the Elvis wedding chapel. Like it's 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 dirty in a way that I feel like for a long time America pretended it wasn't. Mm -hmm. And it's like I feel like it's one of the oldest relics of that. Um, So I thought it was actually kind of cool she was going to wear it, but. And I do then, think it's a cool idea. I to me, I don't understand why she didn't just wear a replica the whole time. Yeah. Or you know, it's kind of 
I only know this because information that wasn't on the episode. And this does go through these two episodes, but I feel like we can condense all the talk about it here. Um, she does end up, like, ruining the dress after wearing it for, like, maybe a half hour. Um, so what's the status of the dress now? Is it back in Ripley's or... I assume Did, so. I, I assume maybe they, they got a tailor to try to repair it or something. I'm sure it's been repaired, but I think for um, the for something like that, it's more that it was damaged at all. Um, just because um, it's you, you can only fix something so many times. Ship a thesis kind of. You know, if we replace and patch how much of this dress before it stops being that dress. Mm, yeah. Um, and they're already like, um, okay, well, it seems like no one can seem to agree what happened. I'm looking it up more. A lot of museum people were pissed about it. Now Ripley's made a statement that said she didn't ruin it. Hmm. Um, so that's cool. Um, yeah, I mean, this could be just an instance of people really just coming for the Kardashians because that's what people like to do. Yeah. Not that we want to defend the Kardashians that much on here, but like the reality is sometimes people just like to hate on the Kardashians. So, yeah. Okay. So I looked this up. We, I'm doing hard hitting reporting right now. (laughs) So I have, that's my news. We need like the Joe Rogan guy to like, Pull stuff up on the screen and do research <laughs> while we're while we're podcasting. Jamie, pull up TMZ.com. <laughs> um, but no, so apparently people took pictures of her at the gala and they reported that like there were signs of tearing in the stitches and that some of the crystals had either fallen or were dangling down lower mm. than um, they should be. So like stuff was coming loose. It was coming apart at the seams. Mm-hmm. Um, they shared a report from 2017 where it basically said that that's the state the dress was already in prior to her oh. wearing it. So it oh, is old okay. enough that it was starting to come apart at the seams a little bit. Some of the crystals had gone missing over the years. That's interesting. And so when she wore it, um, which they go into the episode. She pretty much got dressed, rode in the car there, walked the red carpet, and then changed. So she wasn't walking around yeah. the Met Gala in it, eating, mm-hmm. drinking, all that in the dress. She like had did some her... photos taken and then changed out of it. Yeah. yeah, which honestly, I don't think that is that big of a deal. Yeah, yeah. I I'm inclined to agree. I again, I don't know why she had to wear the actual real dress, but this probably is an instance of people blowing it out of proportion. And it's also just like her mom said, which maybe not a good thing, but like it is another sign of like their endless wealth that we talk about. But pretty Mm -hmm. Chris basically said, when someone says no to you, that just means you're talking to the wrong person and started like calling other people at Ripley's to like get access to it. That feels really entitled. Yeah. But yeah, some pretty obvious privilege stuff. Yeah. Like I don't know enough about Marilyn Monroe to know like, to fully understand the significance of it, I guess. Um, but that's just me not knowing that much about Marilyn Monroe. But is she was she like a similar pop culture icon as Kim? I feel like she was she was big. She was a big big entertainer at the time. And there's a lot of controversy. She was like over a movie star, right? Movies. Um, I think she was a model too, wasn't she? I think so. Yeah, and she's someone who was like you know definitely like slut shamed a lot. Which, you know, is something that people definitely do to Kim. So I I definitely understand that to some extent. But I also feel like Marilyn Monroe is like self-made or whatever. I I, actually, I don't know that for sure. But I want to say she was like, you know, didn't come from like a rich family or anything, which, uh, you know, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Well, also, so the significance of that dress and they talk about in this show, but um, I don't know if it's ever been like confirmed 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 but um it's always been at least a rumor that um john f kennedy and her were having an affair Mm -hmm. and that part of that like her singing happy birthday to him she was kind of drunk and like did it in front of his wife to like as like a fuck you Mm -hmm. oh wow so it's like that's what i mean by like a kind of very important like sleazy americana moment Mm -hmm. it's not just like Oh, she was kind of sexy back in the black and white days. It's like 
oh, she was basically fucking the president on the side right. and then made a show about it at a presidential birthday party. It's the subtext. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, they, they showed a clip of that on the show. Yeah. Um, that's, and it, it did feel very, like, uh, I don't know if sleazy is the right word, but, like, it it you could... You could see the subtext happening on stage, I guess. I'm not using sleazy in necessarily a bad term, although um, fucking the president who's a married man is probably not a good thing to do. (laughs) Um, No judgment, though. Uh, But like the Kesha. Yeah. In in the Kesha way. Yeah, exactly. Um, Also, like this whole situation to me is kind of a uh, Lizzo's flute situation where it's like, it happened, but I don't really care that much. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, were people mad about Lizzo playing the flute? The presidential flute. Yeah. yeah. That's so Mostly stupid. just old conservative people who yeah, like totally. had probably never heard of Lizzo before that mm-hmm. happened at the Super Bowl or wherever it happened. I think it's just one of her shows. I can't remember. They just don't have enough real things to be mad about. Literally. It sounds like. <clears throat> yeah. And I feel like this is also like I made the joke, but this is just kind of like a TMZ pop crave vulture like we got some pictures and we overthought them online here check our subtweets yeah right. kind of moment yeah i mean that that's an interesting uh interesting parallel because i feel like uh one thing we're struggling with the show right now is that there's just not enough going on and they're just really like like for example we're two episodes into the met gala and the wedding and neither of those things have actually happened yet. And, you know, I I think probably both of these are an instance of just like the slow news day where there's nothing else to talk about. Let's talk about the dress. Let's talk about the flute. This is something I posited while we were watching the newest episode of these two, which there is a little snapback at the end of the first episode where Kim wears like this fire dress, which is all right. I'd call it mid not the coolest thing in the world but it's not like ugly but um they apparently a bunch of people online made fun of her and being like oh now that kanye is not doing your clothes anymore you look like shit and she was like well actually this is one of the pieces he designed and um that they talk about a little bit and it's really the first time they've acknowledged him except maybe the first or second episode where Mm -hmm. one of them was like talking about his tweets and i'm really curious how much of him was cut out of this season and how much of the Tristan was cut out because I feel like this season has so much filler. Mm-hmm, I don't know if that's yeah. regular for this show and people are just into I, this show as it is. I but think it the feels... last season was not this much filler. Totally what, agree. You, you watched the first season. Yeah. 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 Um, the, the first season was, and this is part of the reason I wanted to do this show. I, th- I thought the first season was way more entertaining mm-hmm. than this season. This season is mad boring, but yeah, go ahead. I interrupted. Yeah, this season's also like all weddings. Yeah. And like fashion events. Weddings and babies. Weddings, Mm -hmm. babies, and fashion events, which are like the three quickest thing that a red-blooded American man like me just immediately is like, nope. But like, (laughs) I'm kidding. But like, it really is like uninteresting to me on a level beyond like an episode or two. We're on what, like episode eight, seven seven and eight. And there's, it's still, it's someone else's wedding. They're talking about, oh, the last one was a fake wedding. Now they're getting ready for the real wedding. It's like, come on. By far the most interesting that's happened this season is Chris getting her hip chiseled out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was brutal. Um, let's, uh, that's actually a good transition into speaking of the wedding. I think the last thing we got to talk about for episode seven is, uh, Travis and Courtney go to Italy, right? God, They're miserable to watch. Just miserable. Without Scott on the show, Travis is the most annoying person. And like, this is something that like surprised me. And I, I did say like, I feel like he fits in with the family really well, mm-hmm. but he's got like a kind of stupid sweetness to him that just like makes me wish they'd cut away every time he was about to speak. Yeah. Because he's just got like this, he's so, such a soft-spoken, agreeable, like nothing of yeah. a conversationalist, at least on this show, that it's just like, you could have just been quiet yeah. and we would be having the same moment. What are some of his best moments on the, on this episode? You wrote one of them down, Daisy. The the one that really just made me want to like turn the TV off is and it's not even that bad, but when they 
get to the, the like Dolce and Gabbana castle. Uh, they're about to get out of the car and Travis goes, babe, I really want a coffee. <laughs> and it's just like the most annoying little like nine year old mommy. I want a happy meal type of shit. Yeah, and it, it's really weird because, like, for two reasons. And one that makes it more annoying is that they just keep talking about how much caffeine they have that day. The rest of the in, in Italy, they're like, you filled me up with too much caffeine. We've had too much caffeine today. It's like, Courtney says the phrase abundance of caffeine twice. <laughs> and they didn't even cut... They didn't even cut one of them out, which makes me wonder, did she say it more than twice? <laughs> oh, yes, she did. Uh, did uh, Oh, in another Travis quote, um, he asks uh, Courtney, is your wedding dress going to be sexy? <laughs> and, and Courtney's like, are wedding dresses ever sexy? And, and he's like, yours will be, babe. <laughs> it's just like the most vapid thing. Like, people call the Kardashians dumb. Travis is dumber than any of the girls. Oh, yeah. 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 He is definitely like sweet and pretty. I feel like th- like that's a joke my friend makes all the time when mm-hmm. like one of us will say something like really stupid and then we'll realize like oh what I just said is nonsense. She'll just be like don't worry you're pretty. Like <laughs> kind of moment and like I feel like that is just like all of his moments. I have one too and it's the one that I feel the most just like sets him up as like a child for life. Mm-hmm. So they're in a restaurant. The restaurant says like we'll make anything on the menu for you vegan. We will, or we can make anything for you we want. And his response is, I don't know, get what you want, babe, and I'll have some of that. <laughs> um, and then, so they get gnocchi, which obviously he already told her to order. And then the chef comes by and he's like, how do you like it? He's like, I love it. I was telling her all day how much I wanted some gnocchi. And it's like, were you, you just told her to order for you. So if you knew what you wanted, <laughs> did you just need her permission? And then, so like they're eating and then she's like, it's so good. Oh my God, I ate it all, babe. I ate all my food. <laughs> like kind of, that, that that may be slightly paraphrased, but he's literally like proud to be in the clean plate club in like a multi, hundreds of dollars restaurant, I'm sure in Italy. He is a child. Yeah. He reminds me of like a kindergarten teacher who just like, you can tell they spend too much time around kindergartners. Yeah. But he's not. He's an adult. Yeah. He's He's in a band. He's like. Although he's in a band with probably two of the most canonically immature people. One is a professional alien researcher. (laughs) And I think the other is just quiet. It seems like, but they are a notoriously immature band, and like I don't think they would be offended by me saying that when they, it, when they inevitably hear this podcast, because we know Blink One Eighty Two listens. All right, all right listen, but, Travis, if you're offended by that, I just want to point to the song about um, fucking a dog in the ass, the, or when you fucked Grandpa was also one of the hidden songs on one of their albums. <laughs> what? Oh my god! Yeah, they had the, they had they had some great hits on there. But um, I don't know. I was talking about this to a friend of mine who has never watched this show, and we were just shooting the shit. And I was like, "Hey, I gotta watch this for because uh, you asked him why I had the Kardashians pulled up on my recent Hulu." <laughs> um, and I was talking about it. it's like it's really weird that like Travis Barker's on it because like he was someone I was aware of like through my childhood, and I always viewed him as kind of like I viewed him very much differently when I was like a young teenager. And like it's very clear that he was probably just like a rich kid whose parents paid for him mm-hmm. to have like drum lessons and mm-hmm. then he got picked up as a studio musician. And I'm sure Blink One Eight Two was formed in some sort of like recording studio or maybe not, but I it's they, definitely they didn't, but he also wasn't the original drummer. Uh, okay, so, so that, that so he probably like auditioned to be in the band or something like that after they were on a had a deal probably that yeah. makes sense because um but yeah I feel like there is kind of a joke but there's kind of this like permanent adolescence I feel like that comes with being in a pop punk band that like never yeah. gets to stop it's like being in Weezer for your entire life imagine mm-hmm. writing songs about like being shitty and sad in college and then still having to sing them when you're like forty five <laughs> you know what I mean it's yeah, Weezer's a weird one because they they literally were still writing those songs and they're in their mid forties. <laughs> Travis is also at least forty, and that's why it's just mind boggling that he is like this. Um, and, and especially like someone who has toured the entire world, you'd think he'd maybe have something more interesting to say. Literally, have we ragged on Travis enough? Should we move on? Yeah, we can move on. Um, 
So my next note, we... Oh, oh. wait, can I say one more thing? Of course, yeah, fuck them. Uh, Travis... <laughs> This was actually really funny. Travis makes a joke about how people call him Travis Scott, which is hilarious because we've definitely all done that yeah, on the show. Have. Yeah, we have Travis, Travis, and um, well, the the the, pro- pro- the problem is Courtney's ex boyfriend is Scott, so she has dated a Travis oh, and a Scott, yeah. and that's what makes it so confusing. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I just have trouble with the names because they all have similar names too already. Yeah. I feel like watching this, I've gotten better, maybe unfortunately, but like <laughs> they all start with a K and that like throws me off so bad every time. Oh yeah. Except for Rob. Except for Rob. That's true. I wish Rob was on this show. Yeah. I wish that he would make an appearance, but I, since we haven't seen him yet, I bet we never will. Yeah. I have a feel. I don't know if I were part of the family, I, at some point, I'd be like, "What is enough's enough? I'm just not going to deal with it." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we talked about the trial a little bit. But um, one thing I thought was interesting was they were talking about how Kim was using it as part of her like law school. Like she was taking notes about how trials work while go- her family's going through a court case. I yeah. was. I joked. I was like, "She should be the next Judge Judy." I hope that's her next spinoff <laughs> show. It's just like Kim Kardashian Family Court. She'd be good at it. I mean, she has experience with reality TV and with uh, like actual law school shit. So, I yeah. honestly would watch that. I would too. Judge Kim. Yeah, Kim, please. What? Okay, but what kind of law would she oversee? Because I feel like a lot of those shows have like certain types of like cases that they address like defamation uh, that would be great if defamation (laughs) court fashion crimes (laughs) because she's she's going to uh, law school correct me if i'm wrong to get um people who are arrested for like drug Mm -hmm. out of jail it's a very noble reason yeah i think no i don't want to diminish that i mean if that's what she really does spend her free time doing that's cool any other notes from this episode or um no not, a lot of these are from both episodes because they did yeah, i watched they kind of bleed together i watched them straight through too like yeah. i started episode one you both walked in while i was wrapping up and it went right into episode two so like yeah yeah and content wise it really was the same shit yeah so what happens in episode two you've got some stuff written down or not episode two sorry episode eight the second <laughs> episode that we're talking about on this show uh, my first note is, why are we in Italy still? I don't care. And then I realized yeah. that the wedding is going to be in Italy, so we're going to be in Italy for another freaking episode. We're going to be in Italy for a while. We might. I'm Maybe I'm wrong, but I, that, I wonder if that's going to be like their big closer for episode 10 and the mm. season with the wedding. God, I'm just tired. I I wish that they had just gotten freaking married in, uh, in, Vegas. in Vegas. That would have been... Let Elvis marry him. Yeah. And, and then move on. That I think they ended the last season with the engagement. So they did, yeah, I think so. So if they end this season with the wedding, then that's two seasons in a row where we're just ending on Travis and and uh, Courtney. Because I mean, just thinking about what little news has filtered to me, I try and stay away from it in my normal life. But like the the they started the season with the birth. So yeah. I feel mm-hmm. like that would be the only other big. Oh, that's true. But but they already showed us the birth, so there's not really anything else to. Yeah, I don't think we'll come, go back to it. Yeah, that's, that's why I think it would have to be the wedding. Would have if they're gonna yeah. end with some sort of wrap up, unless they're saving some juicy drama that they got on uh, Tristan or Kanye. But maybe we should like... find a way to turn that wedding into a drinking game or something to make it less <laughs> miserable for us. <laughs> We should do a very drunk final episode of uh, of Confession this season. Cam. Yeah. Well, as Chris says, you got to have the vodka. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That is what Chris says. Oh, you know what we could do? We could make we could play a drinking game with uh, Kendall's uh, tequila. Is it tequila? Oh my god! Yeah, it is. Um, I don't even want to buy that shit because, like, apparently all the celebrity tequila is like really like bad for the environment because, like the the amount of agave that gets harvested is like so much. And they're not, oh. they don't ripen it properly. I know I talked about it in the last episode that it's like 
um, all done in like a couple distilleries in Elston. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But so normally to make tequila properly, you age agave for years in like barrels. And it's oak barrel. That's when you get like the the darker mm-hmm. um, stuff. But um, they're like using they're like heating it instead of aging it to bring that sweetness mm. out, which is like, so they're mass farming it too. Mm-hmm. Instead of like, mm. we grow some, we wait years, we grow some. It's mm. just like, grow, rip it out, throw it in, grow more. So it's like speeding up the process oh, too. It's just not, like- That's not natural, huh? Yeah, so I'm just like, I just kind of stopped drinking tequila after I found mm-hmm. out about this. Like, I'll just drink vodka, it's yeah. potato. Vodka's made with potatoes? A lot of it, it's not all of it. Wow, I learn something new every day. That's why it's so cheap. Oh, that's why Irish and Russian stereotype is uh, was vodka because you got potatoes, you can make vodka. <laughs> oh, that's actually, we should make some vodka. That's very fascinating. You've made stuff before. I make my own liqueurs, um, yeah. which there isn't a lot of fermenting in that. Essentially, I very, buy very tasty. If oh, I if I may say so, thank you. Yeah. I I always make a batch for Christmas to hand out, but. <laughs> Um, I usually buy very high proof like grain alcohol and then mm. you flavor it and you let the flavor seep into the um, I buy Everclear and once it's soaked into that then you water it down and you add sugar mm. so you cut the proof down mm. so you have like a concentrate of the flavor and the alcohol and then you add it to water so oh. you get a big batch out of it that's pretty cool so you're not distilling you're just no the closest I've done is uh, we made like cider in my friend's closet because we found out there's a heat register in his closet for some reason so it's like the right temperature that's goofy that's cool but what do we got next um oh we were also talking about how uh i we're curious about the financials of uh having your wedding planned by uh dolce and gabbana well also filming it and putting it out on an international television show yeah but i you know i hope that they paid for it (laughs) Yeah, because we were talking about maybe Dulce and Gabbana gave them some of that stuff for free as like a, you know, sponsored content type of thing. But they probably had to pay for at least some of it. Maybe they got a discount or something. Yeah, I mean, it seems like they're planning the whole wedding, not just the outfits, the, the Dolce guys. Yeah. I have a feeling they maybe got some kickbacks. They got some discounts like we're going to put you on this TV show. Uh, in exchange for some of that but let's be honest i feel like dolce and gabbana would be absolutely fine with or without the kim Mm -hmm. or not kim but the kardashians uh without the courtney kardashian wedding episode i don't think it's going (laughs) to affect their stock whatsoever if you know who they are you know who dolce and gabbana are and potentially not the other way around especially if you're not american Oh, are they pretty big worldwide? Yeah, they're they're an international yeah. company. I feel like they're yeah. one of the big ones, um, like like them and Balenciaga, mm-hmm. and are the, like if you're into fashion, you know who they are. Yeah. Um, I own some of their cologne. It smells very good, but I paid like I paid a reasonable amount of money. So it, I I guess I don't associate them in my mind as being this like very high fashion thing. Because I just have like a sixty dollar bottle of cologne from them, but uh, I don't know. Um, maybe I should check out some of their clothes. So they sell like real expensive shit, then, right? Yeah, and that's they may not be like the top, 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 as in like the most expensive. I don't know that. I yeah. I, I don't price women's clothes often. I mean, they do men's clothes too, but um, mm. I've always heard about them more in that context. I but feel it's like, pretty pretty damn bougie. But like at the same time, like a lot of these brands will have fashion and like store brands. So like you go to the local mall, you could probably pick up like a thirty dollar bottle of cologne, two hundred dollar pair of shoes, a two hundred dollar five hundred dollar sports coat off the rack. They sell off the rack, I believe is the term. Like you go, you buy the thing, it's pre cut, you put it on, you go home. Um, maybe you get someone else to tailor it for you. Um, but, you know, at the same time, they have these high end where like they're literally on this episode, they build the dress t- 
to her body on her body as she's standing oh, there. Oh, they do stuff like that on the on the regular. I think they, yeah. I mean, gotcha. that's what a lot of that fashion show stuff is. To a lot of that stuff, you can't buy. They're literally made for this model for this one event, and they're showing off like what they can oh, do. Oh, that makes sense. So, like gotcha. a lot of these reveals, they'll show like their new fashion line will be in there. You'll see people wearing more daily acceptable clothes and then you'll see the crazy shit and a lot of times that crazy shit is just like the designer showing off like never intended to be worn really especially outside of an event um and it's funny because you look outside of the u.s and like u.s like carhartt is a brand that you like you can buy a fucking meyer you can get a 20 dollar like carhartt mm-hmm. button up like they're they make nice workwear coats but those are still like 200 150 for like one of the heavy duty workwear clothes mm-hmm. well in japan they are one of the biggest streetwear companies i found recently really? my friend who huh. lives there was telling me and you can buy like the equivalent of like 300 dollars like for a beanie there with the kind oh, of like wow. carhartt beanies that you would buy here at for like 15 dollars at like target huh they uh they sell them there for super expensive and it's their streetwear line that they don't even sell in the u.s because they sell it to people in other countries who want to wear dress who want to look american they want to wear (laughs) american clothes same with levi's that's why there's always i feel like in the early 2000s late 90s there was a joke about people like exporting levi's as like a joke Mm. but like what you go to the store and buy is like a 40 50 pair of jeans here like men's hand cut jeans how much over there again like probably five hundred dollars in like countries like india and japan like they are american clothes they're being imported and so and they are a brand that seems like an easy way to fund a trip to japan just (laughs) just get a suitcase full of those beanies and you've more than paid for your trip you you can sell it for cheaper than what they sell it over there potentially that's i don't know if that's ill i don't know if i just said something that's illegal but um I mean, on the sly, I think they might have questions like, why do you have 20 identical beanies? But I feel like it'd be hard to be like, sorry, son, you're wearing too much Adidas to bring into the country today. Um, But I just think that's interesting, a fashion thing. I was talking to with some of my friends who are a little more internationally based. It's like, I never would have known that like Carhartt is fashion wear in like Japan, for instance. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if there's an American, I wonder if there's an equivalent of that here where it's like something that's pretty cheap in one country but over here it's mad expensive i'm sure there's probably brands like that here too um i mean i think i could be wrong but i wouldn't be surprised if someone like adidas or puma are more expensive here than they are in their home country yeah probably like Um, i those sneakers can get real i mean you're on StockX, you know what's up they they can get mad expensive i am a um I'm not a shoe head, but I like a good shoe. Yeah. Yeah, I've thought about that with Jersey. like Glossier. I'm sorry, we got a puppy moment. <laughs> puppy moment. Oh, hi, puppy. Jersey, go see mama. Jersey, go see mama. Come on, bud. She'll give you treats and shit. You thought about that with what? I've thought about that with like Glossier, which is a makeup brand. Because um, it's pretty expensive here, but um, there's like. There's a store in London, um, which I would love to go to someday. But I, I, I'm really curious to know, like, is the store in London, like, cheaper or more expensive than just mm. buying it online? Yeah. I have huh. a feeling it's, like, the same. Like, they probably do have, like, more common, like, off-rack stuff. So whatever the equivalent for makeup would be that be. And then, like, they probably still have hyper-expensive, nice stuff behind the counter. Yeah, and I imagine, like... That gap is probably narrowing with the internet um, because it's Mm, fairly easy to just buy stuff and get it shipped. Uh, I know like the the workwear stuff for Carhartt is different. It's branded differently. It's got like a slightly different logo Mm. and like they have a streetwear logo and there's certain stuff that's only released for their streetwear brand. So it's that kind of look, but it, it is have, there's a little more to it and it might even be nicer. Although the whole thing with Carhartt is it's workwear. Like you're supposed to be able to go do a hard day's work in it. So I don't know how much Mm -hmm. nicer they're going to make it for a fashion line. Oh yeah. I think my partner was actually telling me cat caterpillar. It's the same kind of thing where there's some merch that they sell here, but internationally it's, like, pretty big. Hmm. Uh, Yeah, that makes sense, yeah. People like that American, like, working man Mm -hmm. look in a lot of other countries. 
Is there anything that happens in this episode that's not related to the wedding? Uh, part two. Part two, yeah. Um, let me look at my notes. Uh, I know there. There's mess yeah, stuff. Yeah, there's oh, the yeah, mess stuff. stuff. They're they're making a big deal out of it because they're all all the sisters are finally walking together. Chloe does not want to go. Yeah. And it sounds like from the sneak preview we got of the next episode, it sounds like Chloe's going to be uh, just not having a good time. Um, she openly said like three times she doesn't like red carpets. Yeah. So, I mean. She's definitely just pressured into it by Kim. Yeah. I, Kim's got this. It seems like she's got this vision of her head of all the Kardashian sisters walking this big red carpet together. And she's in the Marilyn Monroe dress. Mm-hmm. And yeah. as uh, talking about my next note, but like something uh, that is said to Chris I am very much like trying to sum up some give a fuck energy. <laughs> yeah, we all are. Um, I it kind of makes it kind of makes sense because I think this is the first Met she's done at least in a while, maybe not ever, but at least in a while without Kanye by mm-hmm. her side. And so I think it makes sense why she wants her sisters to be there, um, with like not having him there for the first time, at least in a while. Um, but yeah, the. I'm trying to sum up the give a fuck energy. When I heard that line, I was like, that that describes all of us doing this podcast right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying on- to talk about the Kardashians. I honestly kind of felt bad for Chris in that moment. Like that feels like such just a mom thing to do. Like mm-hmm. telling the same story and like they're dr- literally driving through like n- New York and see the New York skyline, which is like iconic. Mm-hmm. Like I know like middling white people who have that like framed in their house just because it's pretty mm-hmm. like even if it has no significance to their life other than they think it's like pretty uh it's it's iconic you know what i mean it, it's yeah. no weirder than having like um this like a framed picture of the statue of liberty or the arc de triomphe or something like that like yeah it is iconic piece of americon and she's like trying to share this moment with her daughter and her daughter's just like doesn't give a shit and like trying to look at her phone well, the the impression I got was that uh, she's already heard this story like a thousand times from her mom, and she's just tired of it. But I feel like that's just a friend moment. Like I feel like that, yeah. or like a family moment. Like I don't know. Maybe I just don't have the same kind of relationship they do. But like I, I feel like it'd be really out of bounds to be like, "Mom, you've told me this story about Grandma before. Shut the fuck up." Kind of moment. It's just like it's definitely a weird relationship they have. Yeah. Uh, Chloe and Chris specifically have a very weird relationship. Cause you didn't like, build a house right next door to your mom's house, did you? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, I'm, I at least moved a town away. <laughs> Chloe and Chris almost act like sisters more than mom and daughter. Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, they were talking about getting their boobs done together, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so maybe that is just like they're friendly enough that they can be catty with each other and it's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. I just kind of felt bad in that moment. I felt like, I don't know. That was like a very human moment, even for like people who've like traveled the world and do done all this shit, like to still be able like Chris to still be able to like, wow, look at the New York skyline. Like, isn't that yeah. beautiful? Isn't that a sight? And then just to watch her be like, who gives a shit is <laughs> like, it really does. I feel like one of those moments that exemplifies why people fe- think they don't like this family. Yeah. No, I agree. Daisy, you got any other notes? No, I think I think I Did pretty we cover much it? said. Yeah, I think we pretty much covered it. Uh, oh, uh, Kylie's outfit at the uh, at the Met. Bad. Bad. It looks cheesy as hell. It all looks the ba- the backwards baseball cap is what mm-hmm. really. Uh, makes it look cheesy as hell for me. Maybe, I mean, the whole thing is cheesy, but especially the backwards baseball cap. I did, maybe I wasn't paying attention, but like normally they make a big deal out of it. So, um, but I feel like I don't remember them even talking about like a designer of her clothes or anything like that. And her whole outfit looks like I don't mean to be mean, but like there was a fashion program at my college, and it feels like something I would have seen one of their students like walk through, like very <laughs> low effort. All the parts came from Target, kind of. They they mentioned it in um, episode seven. It's um, I think it was designed by Virgil Abloh's team, um, like after he died, um, and 
And they say like at one point they're like, oh, that's what Virgil wanted or whatever. I, I, I don't know. I would hate to be actually shitting on Virgil Abloh. Not that I really know anything at all about him, but, but I, I imagine that, I mean, obviously he was dead, so he, he didn't like actually pick out that outfit. I mean, that's the problem with any posthumous, humious, I don't know how you pronounce yeah. that, any post-death work, whether mm-hmm. it be an author or, because I've read books that have been like, like I'm a big Douglas Adams fan, mm-hmm. and they wrote, oh, yeah. they took his notes and they put, I believe two, but they wrote more Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy mm-hmm. books after he passed based on his notes, and they definitely feel different. I think they're good books, but they're different. You can tell yeah. that it's not fully written by him. Um and I think that's just the case here. Yeah, uh, I feel like especially with fashion, there's certain people that just come up with certain things and that's like their look. Or like, you know, you can look at, I, I don't even know that much, but you can look at something and be like, oh, that looks like a certain designer. Yeah, and that's like where you can tell where someone's like trying to rip someone's style. That's like, mm-hmm. I feel, but I don't know. Particularly the backwards baseball hat with the really shitty looking wedding veil and then just like a regular not that interesting dress it's like i don't know what you're even going for here kendall wore something that looked really cool i'm looking forward to seeing her in her dress next uh mm-hmm. next week um kendall's the only thing keeping this show together literally it's uh, the only reason it's even remotely watchable is because of her confession cam confession uh, cam i think you made a uh I believe you made a statement earlier that I think really sums it up. It's like, if someone on the show were to get a spinoff, it would be her, and she's the one who'd least want to do mm-hmm. it. Yeah, the the most watchable spinoff would be a Kendall show, because she's so somehow relatable mm-hmm. and also likable. Um, but yeah, she would not want to do it. I feel like she'd be the lead. She and... I don't think Chloe... Well, actually, Chloe has done spinoffs before. Chloe pretends that she wouldn't be into yeah. it, but she, but she is. Um, but Kendall would not be into it. I'm out of, I'm out of stuff to say about the family. We got <laughs> one week left. We got one week left. Maybe we'll try to find a way to make it interesting. Um, maybe we can eat uh, Hot Ones, Hot Wings while we, <laughs> while, while we talk about it or something. Um, There's sh- something you guys want us to talk about in next the next episode. Message us on Instagram or send us an email. Or a tweet. Or yeah. tweet. You can tweet at us. I have um, all that. We are not verified. We are not and we never will be. Proudly unverified. Proudly unverified. For a second, I thought it'd be funny to look up the biggest reality TV show uh, podcast, change our name to that, and then get verified. <laughs> and then just start tweeting stuff. Um, pay the eight bucks. But who knows? If If my life takes that turn, we'll see. Um, do we want to give people a sneak preview of what we're talking about next or have we not finalized that yet? How we, how do we feel? Why don't you leave a comment on our Instagram page and tell us what you think it's going to be? Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that idea. Yeah. I will, I will post a picture of the Halloween costumes for this episode. So comment on that with what you think we're going to talk about next. Yeah. All right. I think we're good. Uh, how long have we go- been going? Uh, about 54 minutes. All right. Good enough for me. Um, all right. Thanks for listening. This has been Confession Cam with uh, Daisy. And John. <laughs> and Hunter. Uh, thank you. We love you. Goodbye. Goodbye and good night. <laughs>